Welcome to another podcast episode with Breakfast with Berkeys. I'll be your host today. I'm Curtis Mitchell, and I'm with my good buddy Richard, who runs the Arizona chapter of a nonprofit called Teach One to Lead One. It's very near and dear to my heart. That's why I'm rocking the shirt today. Um, but it's a mentorship program uh, that helps at-risk youth, and uh, I love it. It's changing lives throughout uh, young people all over the world. And I wanted to bring Richard in and talk a little about that. So welcome. Thanks. The podcast. Thanks for having me on. Um, I kind of mentioned a little bit about what it was, but in a nutshell, kind of what is Teach One to Lead One yeah. and what do you guys do? So Teach One to Lead One is a community-based mentoring program that teaches universal principles to lead at-risk kids into a life of purpose and potential. So we take mentors like yourself from the community who are volunteers, who are passionate about youth, and we go teach them basic character and leadership things that you and I probably grew up mm -hmm. learning about from our parents and stuff, but they're kind of foreign concepts to a lot of these kids. So uh, it's a group approach to mentoring. Uh, there's other mentoring programs out there like Big Brother, Big Sister that are one-on-one, -on -one, but we take a team into a classroom setting and, and public schools and behavioral treatment centers. Cool. So before we get into the details of that, tell me a little about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Did you go to school, college? Yep. So I'm from, I, I claim I'm from Arizona. I moved here when I was two. I was born in Oklahoma, but I usually don't tell people <laughs> that. So, um, But anyways, Arizona's home. I went to Scottsdale Christian Academy. Um, I went to college in California at Biola University, and then uh, my wife and I got married after we graduated. We moved up to Washington State for five years, and we came back here six years ago to start Teach One Lead One. Nice. So you've been all over the place. I actually didn't know that. West Coast. There you okay. go. Okay, yeah, West Coast. Um, so how did you get involved with Teach One Lead One? How did you hear about it? Yeah. How did it, I mean, that sounds like a lot of moving around and school yeah. and all that kind of stuff. How did you get So when I was in Washington, I got asked to volunteer as a mentor and uh, I said yes. And um, for four years, I volunteered once a week for about an hour mentoring at-risk kids at, at some public schools up there. And, and I just, I fell in love with it. Uh, these are kids that, uh, they were kind of rough at first and they got their wall up yep. and they're like, who are these cheesy people? But um, you keep showing up and they let their wall down and uh, it quickly became uh, probably the, the best part of my week yeah. each week and I just fell in love with it. I love so, it. Yeah. So how did it start with, okay, you went from mentoring mm -hmm. over there and then you moved back to Arizona. Did you call the, I don't know how, the corporate office or whatever it is and say, hey, there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing in Arizona. That, I want to start this in Arizona. That's, that's exactly what I did. So I, I reached out to our CEO and uh, she had lived here um, before she started Teach One to Lead One. So I said, hey, why doesn't this exist in Phoenix? Um, and she said, well, we've got some supporters, but no one's spearheaded it. Mm -hmm. There's been no one who's wanted to take the lead. Hint, hint. Yeah, and I said, well, I'm interested. <laughs> and she said, you've got to be good at three things, communicating, um, recruiting and training volunteers, yeah. and uh, raising money. And I said, well, I've done two of the three. I'm willing to learn the third. And uh, we went for it uh, six years ago. So That's so awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. been a fun journey. Yeah, what were, I mean, gosh, that's that's a big concept and starting brand new. What, were, what have been the biggest challenges yeah. when you started? Was it a lot of <laughs> headaches? Was it easy? Was it? Yeah, definitely not I mean, easy. Um, but there's, it's, there's a lot of enjoyment, even in the hard work. Mm -hmm. So there's three things that really make us go. Uh, schools and the, the access mm -hmm. to the kids. Um, 
volunteers and mentors like yourself yeah. and then the funds that make it all happen. So early on, you know, the challenge was finding schools to take a chance on us. So they, uh, our schools are very protective as they uh -huh. should be. There's a lot of weirdos out there <laughs> and, um, you know, they want to make sure they're, they're spending their, the tax dollars yeah. right. And, um, so they had never heard of us mm -hmm. and it was early on hard to get a, a school to take yeah. a chance. Um, but now uh, that schools know us, we've partnered with 17 different schools awesome. here in the valley. Amazing. And uh, now they, you know, principals are willing to call each other and, and say, hey, you should check out this organization, this group. And so finding schools isn't the biggest challenge now. Now it's keeping up with the mentors and the resources That's to make amazing. it happen. That's so great. Now, Teach One and Lead One is not only national, but international. Right. Um, how many, how, what does it look like as far as a general? Yeah, good question. So uh, we've been around 24 years. Uh, we're based in Atlanta, Georgia, all over the world. So mm -hmm. South Africa has a pretty big presence down there. Uh, we've been in Switzerland, Ecuador, El Salvador, um, uh, Belarus, uh, kind of all over. Yeah. You know? Um, here in the States, we are all across the country, so Georgia, Arizona, obviously, uh, Washington State, Denver, mm -hmm. uh, Central California, Louisiana, and I think there's some other states on the horizon yeah. that we're, we're working on right now. And it's growing like crazy. Mm -hmm. I know just in the last six years, going through 17 schools yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's, it's near and dear to my heart. I, I love this everything that you guys are doing and everything. Oh, that thanks, the, man. It's fun. Everything stands for it's fun, it's fun helping the kids, but it's yeah. fun getting to work yeah, with people like you. Yeah. So. Um, so I guess we can dive into like what it looks like. So you're in schools. Um, is there a lesson? Is there, I know, I, I know what it's like, but for people that have never heard of it before, what does it look like when you get into a school? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? Is right. it, how does it look with the, the lesson plan and all that kind of stuff? So it's designed for once a week for about an hour. Um, what we teach or what we call universal principles. Yeah. These are things that are true for anyone, anywhere, anytime. You know, it doesn't matter what your life's like. doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you live. These are concepts that, as humans, we all agree, mm -hmm. everyone should live with respect. Yeah. Everyone should live with um, self-control and compassion. And so there's 10 of those that we teach. Uh, we also talk about habits. Um, and uh, we have a curriculum that is really easy to use. Uh -huh. It's interactive, so we're not lecturing kids. Uh, we want the kids to experience these different leadership and character principles mm -hmm. and try it on and see how they like it for themselves. Um, so it's very experiential. We're facilitating conversation and doing activities and games and uh, skits and you know goofy things like that. Yeah. Movie clips. That we is talk fun. About it, yeah, so. and I think for me personally, so I'm in a school called Devro. I don't know how detailed I can really get on all this, but it's a it's kind of a lockdown facility school where the kids sleep on campus. They're in dorms. It's like right before they go to juvenile detention or something like that, and they've been in and out of courts and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. You know, they're really, really good kids, but they all come from tough situations. Yeah. Had some bad life breaks Absolutely. and yeah. stuff like that. And to see the transformation of these kids, and we're going to talk a little bit about some personal stories about, you know, actual examples, but just to see the majority of the kids come in, like you said earlier, they're cut off. I mean, they, they don't want any part of it for right. the most part. They don't really want to interact. And then they might cut the, you out. They, yeah, literally. They, the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, bad words or things happen. And mm -hmm. by the end of it all, the majority of them are like hugging you and thanking you and can't wait to get back out in the world and make a difference and it's just absolutely amazing yeah yeah Devereaux especially you talk about broken yeah. brokenness and broken homes and I mean these are high-risk kids so 
Um, but yeah, actually one student I was just thinking of uh, that we had at Devereaux a few years back, one of my favorite stories to share. She was a 14-year-old girl and uh, just in and out of group homes and foster care. Um, you know, when she was really young, dad wasn't in the picture. Her mom was, um, you know, kind of uh, uh, not healthy mentally and, and physically. And so she just had some, uh, <clears throat> she had some hurt and pain in her life that uh, caused her to act out. So she became, you know, aggressive and was self-harming and things like that. And uh, eventually she, I think she had tried to kill herself a few times. So she was put on suicide watch. So uh, she at Devereaux got put into Teach One to Lead One where she connected with one of our mentors and uh, one day walked into class visibly upset and handed a note to our mentors. Where'd that note go? I'm, I'm gonna read it because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so she wrote this to her, to her mentor. She said, I really like talking to you. Thanks for always being there for me, listening to me when I'm down, not judging me, comforting me, and being a kind-hearted friend. I don't know if I've told you about my disorder, but I'm always judged and made fun of. I've wanted to kill myself so many times and now I'm on suicide watch, but yesterday I stopped, I thought about you and said, what would Amanda think? I wanna see her again, should I really do it? So sometimes I do think about others more than myself. You've been there for me more than anyone. You help me out when you don't need to and I just appreciate it, thanks. So, you know, you hear a story like that and you just, you realize the power of a healthy adult that's consistently in a kid's life, um, you know, can be can be life saving mm -hmm. like it was for this girl. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. And to me, it's like if you just get one child, I mean, you save one person's life. I mean, it just makes the whole program worth it. Absolutely. Uh, what are the age groups? I know we didn't really talk about that. So yeah. It goes from how old to yeah. To we how old? we work with kids as young as third grade all the way through high school. So we have two separate curriculums. One for the elementary kids. It's a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, geared to their age. Um, and in the middle school, high school. So mm. same principles we're teaching, just different video clips and yeah. games and activities. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So since it is a nonprofit, mm -hmm. um, you have to raise money. Mm -hmm. Can we dive into a little bit of the fundraising? How yeah. do you guys raise money? Um, how can you guys help? We'd love, always love helpers, whether that's uh, financially or, or mentorships with your time. Yeah. Um, but how do you... Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, I'll just say, you know, working with kids might not be everyone's passion, uh -huh. but I feel like as a community, it's all of our responsibility to bring up that next generation. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's easy ways to get involved and support, even if you don't want to work with kids. Um, we do, when you say fundraise, you know, I think events. And so uh -huh. we, we do some fun events throughout the year that brings people together. We like to partner with... Um, you know, different business leaders in the in the community, uh, like you guys, and um, and so a couple of those are actually coming up. I think everyone's invited to. Uh, July 11th is a Thursday that we partner with Coldstone, and their world headquarters is in North Scottsdale, off the 101 and Via de Ventura. I think they have in their world headquarters building they have an actual Coldstone shop in the lobby and they open it up once a month to the public and they give out free ice cream and they pick a charity that they want to support and they encourage people to donate in the little tip jars. That's awesome. Um, so that's coming up. It's open to anyone from two to four. And it's ice cream. It's free yeah, ice cream. It's yeah, ice cream. It's, <laughs> and it's good stuff. They make it right there. Um, so that's coming up. And then the yeah. end of July, on, I believe it's July 20th, we're doing a movie uh, private screening of The Lion King, and I'll let you share about that since you're kind of helping us put it on. Yeah, well, uh, we're renting out a theater for the premiere of Lion King, and 
I can't be more excited. It's going to be really fun. I've never done anything like this before, and we are going to invite you guys and invite people to come. First off, learn about Teach One to Lead One, and then also get to see a free movie, uh, Lion King, the first weekend it comes out. And it's just a good way to mingle with each other, uh, make new friends, and learn about an amazing organization, and hopefully we sell it all out. Yeah. yeah. Pulling those yeah. nostalgic strings, you know. Yeah, that's we crazy. Kids. Um, I just saw Aladdin. Actually, yeah, and that was. I, it's funny. I still know all the words of the. Man, I felt like a little <laughs> kid watching that movie. So that's I'm looking so forward great. to this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is there any other ways that people can reach out to yeah. you and either donate, uh, either anonymously or yeah. anything like that, and, yeah. instead of relying on just solely on these fundraising events? That yeah, actually, gone? you know what really carries us in. And what makes us keep going is the people who uh, we call like monthly sustainers um, who can sponsor a kid. It's about $35 a month for a year that provides all of the mentoring materials and, and the mentor themselves mm-hmm. uh, for this kid. You do that for a year. Um, and that really helps us uh, be able to mentor more kids. So that's an easy way people yeah. can do that. Um, and we've got people doing that, you know, 10 bucks a month all the way up to 150, 250. So yeah. there's a place for everybody. But, um, you know, like I said earlier, the three things that make us go are schools and access to kids, volunteer mentors, and the funds that make it go. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like everybody's got something they, they're able to to help us with, you know, whether that's yeah. introducing us to a school principal or yeah, yeah, if you guys know anybody or, that yeah, runs or, a school uh, or yeah, or a local like business, that. you know, that likes to support things in the community, uh, you know, we we do it a very organic way. So mm-hmm. we find our mentors through networking, and uh, you know, we ask people like you, like, hey, who do you know? Who are your friends that yeah. might get into this? Yeah, and those yeah, are the best fun. mentors. I we enjoy find, it. So. It's crazy. When I first started, uh, in my mind, I was in my mindset, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to change lives and I'm going to help all these kids and all this kind of stuff. I'm going to be their guiding light. But after you do it, you learn so much from the kids and what they've been through and you leave going, my goodness, like I have it, you know, better than most and they're changing my life versus me changing it. Funny funny how that works. (laughs) It's the craziest thing. It breaks my heart sometimes what some of these kids are going through, but at the same time, it's you, you, yeah, they, I get and, a lot out of it just and, being a mentor. Well, yeah, it's good stuff for us, too, as adults. Yeah. And, uh, and the kids hold us accountable to that, too. So it is. Remember, uh, we talk about integrity with the kids. And one time a student uh, saw me in the parking lot of a, a grocery store and wanted to know if I would put my <laughs> shopping cart away. And they were, they were trying to see if I had integrity and live it out. So <laughs> thankfully I did that That's day. really funny. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and, and as far as mentorship goes, I don't know what the earliest age is of mentor, but I know it's, I mean, you don't have to be that old. We have ages, I mean, I, I just turned 30, but we have not elderly people, but um, yeah, seasoned we, Yeah, we've got, people. I mean, 19 year olds, as uh, probably as young as we go, and then, yeah, we've got folks who are retired and empty nesters mm-hmm. and um, everything in between. So male, female, introverts, extroverts, yeah. um, and every kid needs something different in their life. So. Uh, you know, that's why we take a group approach because there might be a kid who uh, won't give me the time of day. Yeah. But man, they would they'll love you know Sally who's yeah you know 58 years old and has Grandma, her kids yeah. are adults. Yeah, that's yeah. what they need in their life. Yeah. So and then vice versa too. There's yeah. kids who don't need that, but they love having an older brother figure like yeah. yourself. So yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. thing. So we do we go once a week, and it's during the school semester. So when they're in school. Uh, we'll be there typically, I don't know, September, they usually start up mm-hmm. to, and then you go the two semesters and um, an hour a day, and it's literally life-changing. If you're thinking about being a mentor or thinking about diving into something like this and just helping out, 
Um, even with something small, everything makes a difference. It Absolutely. all it all helps. Yeah, it takes and, a village, you know. Yeah, so, and that's it's the fun part. Fun part for me is bringing everybody together and uh, helping these kids who don't know how to ask for help or don't yeah. know that they should. Heck yeah, and I think. Yeah, just seeing the, the lives of these kids being changed and when they, especially at Devereaux for me, they get in there, it's usually a bad situation why they're there and by the time they get done and we get like a graduation, uh, we'll give them a certificate that they can put in our resume and all this kind of stuff and when they get this certificate, it, sometimes it's the first certificate, certificate they've ever gotten in their life right. for graduating or from doing something good and they love that and by the time they're done, they just... I really truly feel like they've changed and it's it's absolutely amazing. So what's next for you? Like what's what's next? What, where do you see everything yeah. going yeah. in the future and mm -hmm. so we that? uh we've uh we've got a pretty strong presence in like Paradise Valley, Deer mm -hmm. Valley, uh South Scottsdale, you know, kind of there, but we're trying to figure out uh Maricopa County's huge. Mm -hmm. And so a school will reach out in Levine or um somewhere in the East Valley like Gilbert. I don't know anyone that lives down there. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge right now is we're, we're trying to figure out how do we take it, those different parts of town. Um, and it, it really takes a person or a group of people who, who know people who have mm -hmm. a community down there. So, um, you know, as we try to figure that out, if, if you're listening to this and you know people in different parts yes. of the county that you think it's up their alley, like, please let us know. We'd, we'd love to meet them and, and figure it out. That'd be great. So where can we find you? Where can we learn more about Teach One to Lead One in general? Yeah. Um, website? Yep, like our that. website is t1l1.org. Uh, you can always just Google search Teach One to Lead One. It'll pop right up. Uh, we've got our own chapter site within there too that, that's specifically about what's happening yeah. in Arizona. Um, you can always email me, richard.doe at t1l1.org. Um, or feel free to give me a call or yeah, yeah. we'll have all his contact yeah. information and everything um, below when we post all this but um, anything else you want to say or no I uh, thank you I mean yeah. you, this guy he's awesome he shows up every week <laughs> the kids love him they, they hug him all that kind of stuff but uh, have a good time but uh, yeah. yeah it's we can't so. this program doesn't happen without people like you mm -hmm. so thank you well if you guys are seriously thinking about getting involved I personally recommend it to everybody that I talk to. Uh, it'll change your life and you'll also get the benefit of changing other people, uh, young youth's lives. And if that's your calling, I think it's, it's an amazing opportunity to do that. And if you're thinking about financially supporting, there's always room for, there's everything. Mm -hmm. So um, thanks for watching. Uh, please like, please subscribe. And if you guys have any questions, you can find us um, on Facebook and, and all of our podcast stuff. And then uh, Get in touch with Richard if you have any questions about teaching to lead one. But thanks for, thanks for being me. on, man. Yeah, this is fun. Good. We'll see you guys later.